0: Hi, I'm Benjamin Boyd, one of your hosts on Two Guys, a Pizza, and a Podcast.
1: And I'm Daniel Bromer.
0: And we can't wait. We're so excited for you to to join us on this next episode. I know it's only week two for us, or actually, it's not actually week two, but episode two. Um, Got a couple things to talk about today. Uh, I know the biggest thing I think we're going to talk about is the vice presidential uh, debate that we saw and watched. Got to talk about that. Yeah, we have to talk about that. Um, I think we're also going to discuss maybe some worship music mm. and just kind of, you know, where that's been and our, kind of our culture and change. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you can think of off the top of your head. I'm sure we'll figure it out later well, as we go along. We got to talk about the pizza. Oh, oh yeah, the pizza. I mean, <laughs> man, this is only week two. And we're already forgetting the we're pizza. We're already forgetting the pizza. This, this is not a good sign. Um, but yeah, we're excited about that. We actually got some Polio's pizza. We got two different pizzas today. Two different pizzas, yep. So can't wait to dive into that. Hope you guys are ready. Um, but let's, let's go ahead and get started. So did you watch the vice presidential debate?
1: Okay, watch the entire thing. Okay. Watch it on Fox News. Okay. If I remember correctly, you watch it on ABC, right?
0: Yes, I, I am a liberal, I guess, <laughs> in, that, in that regard. But yes, I did watch it on ABC.
1: Okay, so we watched it on Fox News from beginning to end. We watched pre-show. We okay. watched post-show. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was, it was very interesting. It was completely different from the presidential debate.
0: Oh, absolutely. I give you that 100%. Definitely, I felt like you could actually hear the yeah. conversation going on, but yeah. definitely a little bit more... Civil and well-mannered, to say the least.
1: So let's let's break it down. Let's start with Kamala. Okay. We'll go ladies first, right? Sure. So, Senator of California, mm-hmm. former District Attorney Correct. of California. Yeah, so
0: basically a prosecutor.
1: Yep, yep. So she's got that background of kind of being like a bulldog in the courtroom, yep. which, right? which
0: I hope so. I mean, right, I feel right. like if you're a prosecutor, you have to have that mentality. Yeah.
1: But we didn't see that. No. We didn't see that come out at all.
0: I thought she was going to
1: attack him the entire time. She had some remarks. I think her body language spoke volumes, I thought, because we saw a lot of smirks, we saw a lot of shaking heads, we saw a lot of sarcastic smiles. And then we had the famous line, it's my turn to talk, Mr. Vice President. <laughs> yes, we did. I mean, I think you and I talked about this the other day. Etsy had those shirts ready to go yeah. that night.
0: I, yeah, I, I think you had said that, man, if they were that ready to go, then they probably had already planned. Had to have planned. Had to have, which would have been funny if, it didn't happen because then you're yeah. like oh what do we do like just yeah. say it at the end i guess i don't know
1: but i thought i thought she she had she had some strengths i thought she did well in articulating <laughs> i guess how do you say it? she did well in attacking the administration mm-hmm. i thought she had some good points uh especially about covid um but i think the, the question that really i guess caused her to stumble was the packing the court question yes you know Pence just Came right out and said, and this is this is the topic of a conversation with Biden is we refuse to talk about who we would appoint to the court if they had a Supreme Court pick. Uh, they refuse to talk about if they're going to get rid of the filibuster and then pack the court with liberal, democratic justices, whatever the case may be. So I thought, I thought she she had some strong moments. Uh, I think ultimately the public, if I was watching that and I was an undecided voter. I think there'd be a lot of turnoffs just based off of her reactions and kind of her condescension a little bit. Sure. Uh, but overall speaking, I mean, it was a very civil debate.
0: Sure. You know, adding, so when we kind of hit some of those those top points that you mentioned, so definitely the, bo- the body language was, was, I think, was just a factor in, in the way that she kind of was speaking. You could definitely see that she was more... Uh, expressive, at, at least compared, comparison to Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's kind of on par with Trump in certain regards, and then I would say she's even past Trump in other regards. Um, so that spoke a lot, um, and then some of the language she used. You know, she did bring up some some valid points, definitely about COVID. I know there's things such as like the um, removal of the uh, specific team in China yeah. that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember talking about this before. I think with you a long time ago, before this debate had ever happened, about how that was. That's always been something i thought about. Um, but there was... I, I agree. I think the one thing that I was really expecting out of her was to her to be this prosecutor essentially yeah. and to press and to press and to press. And she didn't hardly ever do it. I think, you know, there was only like two or three times and it was very limited. It was, um, it was a, I think, the Abe Lincoln thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, My turn to speak, which wasn't really a press. That was just more of kind of a, a snide remark, to say the least. Um, and I'm not saying that. Trump's any better at times. I mean, he's, <laughs> no. He has his moments, definitely. Mm. But it, it, I didn't see a whole lot out of her no. that I was expecting. Now, I think for me, watching her, she doesn't have to prove as much as the Pence in, in, in the Trump administration. Because they're the ones, on the essentially, on the chopping block. They've yep. been here. Mm-hmm. they got to prove to me why they should still be they're here. They're the incumbents, And yeah. she's just got to look good, essentially. Unfortunately. Yeah. Which, I mean, I hate to say it. She did okay, but I mean... It's not gonna sway me necessarily, but yeah. I think she did okay enough that I was like, okay. Um. I thought I thought the one,
1: the best question I thought she had was when she brought up the Rose Garden when they announced uh, Amy Coney Barrett as yep. the Supreme Court nominee, and basically saying, hey, you know, you guys had no social distancing, there was hardly anybody wearing masks, and a bunch of people <laughs> contracted COVID. That we saw, they're now. I'm pretty sure they're all healthy now. I mean, obviously we saw Trump was what four days, three days in the hospital. He's out. Yeah. According to him, he's COVID free. We saw Doug or um, Chris Christie, who I was actually worried about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really worried about him, because he had to get hospitalized and stuff, and now he's out. So a lot of these guys are, are they recovered, yeah. but I thought it was a really good question because it's like, hey, what what example are you setting now? You and I are on the same page about COVID for the most part. Yeah. We think that there's probably a little too much overreaction. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it is a virus. There's people that have died from it. So it's, okay, hey, let's put safety in where it should be.
0: Sure. No, absolutely. You know, one of the things she brought up a lot was at the very beginning of, you guys had this information as early as as January, Mm -hmm. which uh, there's a couple things. One, to a point, yes, they, they may have had the information, but there's a lot of things that I feel like, as a president, you probably have a lot of information on it yeah. doesn't mean that you release every single thing exactly. Um, I mean, if you knew there was going to be a terrorist sh- strike, do you immediately release that to the public? No, I mean, I don't. I mean, if, if it was a hundred percent viable, but most yeah. of the time, hey, we you know we have the expectation that there could be a possibility. You might put some things on alert, but you know, I, I don't feel like you have to release every single thing every time someone says, "Oh, we have a, we have a possible issue," because I mean, I, I think everything could be done that way in certain yeah. regards.
1: I would definitely agree with that, and I, I think. To that point, too, Biden kind of brought this up during the presidential debate a little bit, but Kamala definitely brought it up was, hey, your administration failed. They have failed at, at protecting people, but they never say what they would have done. Mm. And I think it's very easy to always cast the the, you know, the first stone when something doesn't go your way. And let's, let's be real about it. I mean, allegedly there's 210,000 people dead, okay. Yep. which is the size of a pretty decent sized city, right? You know, good metroplex or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing for her to bring that up. But the other thing is, I'm almost on the side of Trump where he says, hey, let's, let's remain calm. We want people to stay calm. Yeah. Was that the right or wrong thing to do? I'm not really sure. But had he announced in January, hey, there's this virus that's going to be stateside soon. It's going to kill X amount of people. I mean, what do you think the public's reaction would have been to that?
0: Uh, absolutely I think we will be, One There have been two reactions I think you would have Very much There have been some people That have been very fearful, fearful Right off yeah. the bat mm-hmm. You know But I, I kind of think too At the same time It's like Okay I mean I, I don't think we're gonna I don't think anyone Takes it seriously No um, Until you start seeing deaths Absolutely um, Unfortunately I, and, and I hate to say that And I think Yes Trump's aware of it And I think they're aware of it But at the time There wasn't any I don't think there was any deaths That recorded in the United States at that No time. So you can say say that and mm-hmm. say, hey, we're going to take leverages. Okay. But as a public, then at that point, I'm like, why? I don't, right. I, I don't think right. there's enough justification for, for me. And I think yeah. if if you had rolled back the clock and put Obama in the same shoes, I think I would have said the exact same thing. Why are, you, why are you doing it? I don't think it's until something really is substantiated, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you roll, you roll with it when it happens kind of thing.
1: Agreed. I definitely agree with that. So I, th- I thought she did well. Now, flipping over to the VP, Mike Pence, the whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, man, how how did Trump choose you? They couldn't be more opposite. Mm, No. Trump is a very brash New Yorker business tycoon. You have Pence, who's from, what, rural Indiana? Yep. He was the governor there. I didn't know this about him, but apparently he was a radio host?
0: Uh, no, time. I did not know that. No, uh,
1: see, if you watch Fox News, you find out
0: the good uh, stuff. Okay, you know? <laughs> I'll have to discuss what our post our post show was. <laughs> yeah. um, um, they thought he had pink eye. That was uh, that was yeah. literally the first thing. they were like, "Did he have pink eye? Did he have pink which, eye?" I mean, to some fairness, I would actually be curious. I'm like, yeah, I'm, it looks a little suspicious. Yeah. There's no uh, doubt about it. You know, uh-huh. it, maybe, they didn't talk maybe, about the fly though, which we'll talk about that later. Yeah, sure. yeah,
1: we'll definitely talk about the fly. I mean, the uh, fly was like the 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 third person there, right? Yeah, I mean, We don't even have to count the moderator. Or, the or, or, or I would say,
0: are we going to vote for the fly as a fly is option? <laughs> is the fly,
1: maybe a write-in, you know? Yeah. We can just or, write the ballot the fly. For the fly. Yeah. Um, awful movie, though. Awful movie. Awful movie. I mean, even Jeff Goldblum has to agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. But but I thought that Pence was presidential. Yeah. I thought he was very presidential. I don't think that he was sexist or mansplaining is the word now. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he was trying to be powering i don't think he was trying to talk over her. and at the end of the day i think she got what three minutes more than him or was it the other way around
0: uh i'm not quite sure i did not i did not do in the i know that they were talent. neck and neck yeah so
1: but,
0: yeah you know if it was if it, if it was three minutes then to me i'm like okay that's is it's that three it's, minutes. yeah it's three right. minutes you know uh, to say the least yeah so for Pence, you know i kind of agree if you listen to his, some of his conversations throughout the whole thing um, and I felt he was very personable, very calm. You know, the entire time I was listening to him, I, I think I even texted you. I said, "You know, why can't Pence be uh, running for president, to say the least?" You know, I, I definitely felt, as you said, he's a complete opposite. Yeah, to, as a comparison to Trump. Um, but it was interesting for him, is him being that personable, offense or sorry, personable and, and calmness. Um, it just, it was just, it just resonated more in me. Yeah, absolutely, know, to, to say the least. Um, and I felt like, you know, a lot of the talking questions that he got very much, you know, if it was, you know, hard question and, and I think politicians both do this. Um, they both usually sidestep the question, but he had a great job, like the, the Rose Garden thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very hard question, you know, very hard, you know, well, how come, you, you know, everyone wore masks? And I know, you know, Pence, is the type of person that I don't think he was, he, was he there? He was there. He yeah. He was there. He was definitely there. Okay.
1: And I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he was not in a mask.
0: Okay. So, you know, he, he definitely has this question. Now, I mean, granted, I don't necessarily agree. I think, you know, as a leader, you've got to lead by example. And so sure. it's kind of hard. But he definitely did a good job of kind of leading to like, you know, it was kind of outdoors and things of that mm. nature and, and sidestepping that in that regard. So definitely, definitely a good moment there. And then what was interesting for me, for me is though Pence has a calmness to him, he did press Kamala Harris, especially yeah. on the packing the court question, yep. to the point where he specifically said, you know, let the record show of how you stand on it, which yeah. was basically you didn't answer the question. Agreed. Well, which I'm surprised never once did Kamala Harris ever, ever press them in that same no. regard.
1: And I kind of thought, too, respectfully to Kamala Harris, now I'm not a fan of hers, but I am going to say, like, and I'll give credit due where it's due. But I thought that about halfway through the debate, she kind of realized that she was outmatched. Because I felt like Pence's answers were just so polished professional. I thought there was nothing that was getting him off of his momentum, and it was funny. Was you know on Fox News they're talking. Of course they have your mix of Republicans and Democrat panelists, and I think Donna Brazil was one of them and Juan Williams. And sure, if you're a yeah. Republican, you're like, oh, I can't stand those two. But regardless, they were saying, hey, you know, like he's he's going to choke tonight. You know, or they hey there's there's a lot of weight on him, which I agreed there was a lot of weight on him, especially the way the first debate went, and I thought he handled it beautifully. Uh, but then afterwards, of course, if we want to dive into the commentary afterwards, mm. man, they were they were saying that Kamala blew him away, and that again that he was mansplaining and that he was talking over her and that he was sexist. And it's like this is a guy who refuses to eat with women if it's just him and her. No, yeah. he won't ride on the same elevator with yeah. them. And, I wouldn't exactly call that sexist.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, and 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 I, I wanna I wanna. The record show. Let the record you know, show. <laughs> the reason that I think he does that, and I think you and me would argue certain certain things. You know, um, I will never be in a closed room with um, with a female just because. Sure. I know there's implications that can bleed out of that, mm-hmm. um, and I don't want there to be you know any any resemblance of misconduct because right. I know it doesn't it doesn't take much. No. no. It doesn't take much at all to.
1: Especially not in 2020. Yeah.
0: No. Not at all. Um, not saying that it'd be the woman's fault. I'm just saying. Someone walks by and they're like, oh, the door was closed and Ben and another lady were in there. Yeah. And it's not his wife. I mean, not to say that it sh- anything could have happened, but it right. just, takes, just takes one person, unfortunately. Yeah,
1: you, you never want to give the perception off or even leave room for, for yeah. doubt. Yes. Right? So, no, that's that's a fantastic point. And then, of course, the fly sold the show. Yes. Landed on his head for a couple of minutes. Yeah. But what I didn't realize, and I saw this on Instagram, is they put pictures of some of the past debates. So Obama had one, like, land on his lip. Uh, Hillary had one land on her nose.
0: Yes, I I was aware of Hillary's. I
1: remembered Hillary's, yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember who the third one is, but there was somebody else. might have been John McCain or possibly Romney who had one, like, land on their forehead. So what is this with, like, flies and debates? (laughs) I mean, maybe there is a legitimate fly on the wall, right? uh,
0: No kidding. I was about to first say, well, maybe there's some sign that's who's going to win, but then okay, that doesn't work with Hillary. It doesn't work. Yeah. with game. so I was like, oh, okay, well, back to the drawing board on that one. Yeah, well, Obama won, so yeah, twice. yeah Obama won. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I mean, I don't know. That doesn't help with the fly. That doesn't. That's true. Uh, I know there was unfortunately a lot of memes. Uh, there was soon, as soon as it ended. Um, this, not to be fair, I, I laughed at a lot of them. Just absolutely, just because. I mean, this is what it, representing. Um But no, I, I, as far as Pence is concerned, I thought he um, he did have the bigger the bigger issue of trying to. Prove himself because you're staying on the block. um, Did to say that uh, Kamala Harris blew him out of the water? I I agree with you. I don't. I don't fully feel like she did. Yeah. Um. In fact, to a point, I felt like both of them kind of devolved into a point where they were both really just saying talking points of their administration. Yeah. And that was it. They weren't. They weren't really attacking each other. They were more. I mean, they might attack Biden. They might attack Trump. But it was. You know, it wasn't a whole lot between them and specifically. um, And they didn't really attack their administration as much as their, uh, the peace, the people, I'm sorry, like, like Biden or, or Trump. That was it. Uh, I didn't feel like there was a, a, you know, a main issue on that. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that, that stood out.
1: I think the one thing that really stood out too, was the very end when the the moderator, and I'm having a brain flip here. I can't remember her Susan. name. Susan. Oh, I can't remember her last name. Oh my gosh. No offense to her, of course, but uh, when she said that the, the eighth grader question. Yes. You know, and it was, you know, hey, like, when do you think the country is going to come together, basically? Or will the country ever be united? Sure.
0: Yeah. How, do, how, can we, how can we be this country of two sides? Essentially? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that, that it, it's such a great question to ask in the environment that we're in. Because if you turn the news on, it seems like civil war is going on right now. Yeah. You know, like if you're a Republican, you have to hate a liberal. If you're a liberal, you have to hate a Republican. And it is sad because I have friends who are liberals. Mm. And we get along great. We coexist. We talk about everyday life. When politics come up, you know, there's no, like, real hard feelings. Uh, It's not, hey, my candidate's better than yours. Uh, And that's the way it should be, right? Because we're not all going to have the exact same opinions. It'd be a little weird if we did.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. And and what was very interesting is how they both responded to that question. Pence took the side of, like, you know, it's great that we have two. Kind of like you you just did. It's great that we have two sides. And there Mm -hmm. is moments where it seems like, we are so heated against each other that we don't like to other. But there is a point where we do sit down together and we do have to, um, we do break bread together. Yeah. You know, they talk about um, Scalia and um, Ginsburg. Ginsburg, yes. Like, somebody being some of the best friends. I and, mean, like, they are totally polar opposites. Polar them, opposites. At least. Um, you know, um, I would say George Bush and Obama, though you might differ on me on, on the being polar opposites. But there is a sense that we do, you know... Call it what you will. Some people say you're breaking bread with the enemy. But we are breaking bread together. And I think that's what America is. We, yeah. We're a melting pot. We have a mixing pot. We are going to have different opinions. And then you flip it to Kamala Harris's point, which was basically... Um, it, it didn't really have any, I don't know, excitingness. It, you know, It wasn't like, oh, let's be unified. Right. It's like... You know, no, I'm excited that you, for one day you to be a future leader, and this is why I should, you know, why Joe should be Yeah. yeah that was it. That was it. It. Wasn't, it wasn't any, you know, kind of bring togetherness again. Yeah.
1: There was no kumbaya going
0: no, on. No, no, not at least. Now, you did mention, and I don't want to get off topic too much, but I know, so uh, I think it was the debate editor's name was Susan. I can't name her last name. Um, I felt like she had some excellent questions. Great to say, questions. Um, to say the least. Unfortunately, uh, if, if, if you watch any debate... Um, you know you see that they always sidestep the questions one of the questions I really loved was um, Biden it's going to be 78 if he were to take yeah. office mm-hmm. Trump is going to be 74 um, so oldest was, presidents ever yeah the oldest presidents ever yeah and so she was asking to the effect of you know have you talked about what would happen if you know, obviously mm. they couldn't take over great question um, and it, I think for me that's the reason I watch because I don't ever watch the the vice president's debate usually has no bearing on what what's going on for me sure. And that's the, one of the reasons I watched was, you know, this is more likely who my, my president might be. Yeah. And she asked the question and, of course, they up they the question because that's what they do. And they both did. Oh, yeah. They both did. Yeah. They both absolutely did. And, I, and I'm sure it's more of you don't want to run contrary. You know, it's not about you. You want to make your president. You want to make the president look, you know, there's almost sure. a sense of you can't have separation at all. Yeah. Um, to say the least, which... I might argue that I feel like there is some separation between um, Kamal and Joe in certain regards, even though she, even though she'll say, I know Joe really well and we're, you know, besties, but I think they got some, some interesting points of view and I don't think they always agree. Yeah. Um, Now, not to say that Pence and and Trump don't either, but I feel like Trump is like, you know, wherever you need me, I'll be. And that's how I'm going to be. Agreed. Until, unfortunately, until obviously until you pass, if that happens, but you know, he's never once ever been nothing but loyal unfortunately or, you know that, or fortunately
1: yeah and I, w- I would definitely agree with that but this this thought literally just came to me so that was a great question that she asked i thought it's a, i think it's a question a lot of americans are thinking too sure. it's like i mean joe clearly looks yeah. like he's on the downhill slide yeah and uh and and trump yeah he's 74 and he's well especially he's with, Co- with covid i with mean COVID, that, yeah. that
0: gives us an initial scare right off the bat
1: absolutely but did you think it was interesting then that Nancy Pelosi just the other day was talking about the Twenty Fifth Amendment? Yeah. and and I'm wondering if there's correlation there because hey, let's 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 call a spade a spade. Susan did a great job moderating, but she's also a hardcore liberal.
0: Oh sure, I, I mean I, I know she's going to be you know she is going to be doing uh, Pelosi's uh, uh, autobiography. Sure day. Yeah, or, she's finished it. I thought she was in the final. Oh, was well, she? Is issue. she okay? Yeah. And, uh, now, well, yeah I know she wrote one of the Bushes, but think the first one of the first ladies b- bushes yeah um but to be fair yeah I, I would agree i think there was a little bit more uh but i didn't feel like i in the actual debate i never mm. once felt like it was overly like oh you know i'm letting you talk i think she did a great job of like you know your times your time your time yeah thank you thank you but she never would fully cut them off she would just yeah like, yeah just remind them again and again and again
1: yeah so it's interesting. So I was I was thinking about this this week, and I'm I'm hoping the reason I'm saying this I hope this is a great segue into our next topic, which is worship music. So I'm going to talk about a pastor. Okay, Derwin Gray is his name. Okay, he is a former NFL safety. Okay, and he is now a pastor at I think it's Transfiguration Church in South Carolina. I hope I got the, the name of the church right. But you can all
0: you can all comment later and say we're totally yeah. wrong. And yeah,
1: you can call me out. Feel free to. But he had this, this great sermon the other day talking about you know, the the hostility in 2020 and what is going on. And he's an African-American guy. And I thought the point that he made was the best. He said, hey, I'm registered to vote. I'm going to vote. But whoever wins is not who I'm going to be worshiping on the throne. Mm. And I think it's so prevalent because obviously like, we talked about this in our first past, We're both Christians. We're both believers. It's hard sometimes to lose sight of that because because yes. politics takes over so much i mean look we would talk about politics for like 20 minutes straight so it takes over so much but i think at the end of the day we do have to keep that perspective in mind of like hey whoever that is that's that's not who we ultimately answer to oh
0: absolutely no i think i think you hit the nail on the head i think it, it's times especially in these kind of se- uh seasons or years of, of, of when we were voting and everything that entered there, it consumes us to the point of you know, we make this our, this leader, our idol. Of, yeah. This is who I'm essentially going to worship, which right. which is definitely not the case. Um, and yeah, we we did talk about it last week. And I think, I know I, my thought was, um, I, I can vote some, vote for somebody who's uh, definitely not against me. Yep. Um, and, you know, hopefully vote for somebody, even more so, vote for somebody for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I know they're not, no one's going to line up, because no one, no one's going to line up to that standard of Christ. Absolutely of not. Yeah. perfection. Um, you know, and I very... <laughs> I think it'd be very interesting if you could take Jesus right now and put him in you know, and say, "Hey, what's your thoughts on politics?" You know. <laughs> um I think he'd be like, "That's my least concern." Yeah. Uh, I, think I agree. He's spreading the gospel's way more. I, mean, I that's why I'm here. Like I think he'd be like, you know, you want to yeah. let the government run itself, you know, yep. whatever happens, well, you know, it happens because it's going to fade away.
1: He'd yeah. say, "Give to Trump what is Trumps and yep.
0: Yeah, <laughs> give absolutely. to God God's." <laughs> so, that'll be our next week conversation, should Trump have his own dollar bill?
1: Should oh we, my goodness.
0: We, <laughs> Go ahead and immortalize Trump with his dollar bill. I don't know. We, we can give him the penny.
1: We can definitely give him the penny, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, we're not giving out change anyway. So yeah, let's exactly. just give him a penny.
0: Let's just re, we'll just redo the penny. <laughs> um, no, but you mentioned you mentioned pastor and we mentioned worship music. We yes, in the top. And I don't know about how you, the you know the audience you guys feel something that's been on our hearts lately, or at least on my heart. More importantly, uh, I feel like in the last few years, so I'm about thirty years old, and so. Definitely, have grown up with in the youth group and worship music. Um, Hillsong United was a very big one back in the day big for one. me. Um, and so, listening to worship music back in the day, it was very easy to just like I I hear a song, it sounds good. Oh, and it's on the Christian radio, or mm-hmm. uh, we may be singing in church, or whatever, whatever way I found it, it was a worship song. Yeah. You know, so it came from a church, and it m- must mean that it was theologically sound, correct. Mm-hmm. And then now listening to music. And I'm like, ooh, you know, I'm a little bit more more mindful. And I, I yeah. don't know what's, how it changed, but I think it was just one day I was just listening to words. I don't, I don't know about if you've ever had that experience.
1: No, I definitely have. And here's the hard part is Hillsong's music sounds really good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right? I mean, you can you can hum along with it. You can sing along yeah. with it. It's They have like a million songs on the radio. So, I mean, yeah. they're a global. What, well, they had a movie come out a couple of years ago? They're uh, everywhere. Yeah,
0: I'm sure, I think they did actually. I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then you have you have Bethel. Yep. You have Elevation Worship. Mm-hmm. And then the thing is, is you have all of these singers that have branched off and are their own people. So you have like your Corey Asbury, Brandon Lake, like Jesus Culture, Carrie yeah. Joe. Yep. Uh, a lot of these different ones, and and I'm not, I'm certainly not casting stones out there, but some of them, it's blatantly obvious that there's nothing theologically matching. Yeah. To what they're singing about. Sure. And I think it's it's rough because, you know, we both go to Prestonwood. Prestonwood, Baptist, in Prosper, yep. which is the... The North Campus. The yes. North Campus. The uh, big campus is in Plano, Texas. And we, there's Freedom Weekend, which is for the kids. Sure. And that's all they sing. Yeah. Is Hillsong and Bethel and Elevation. And I'm not saying every single one of their songs is bad. Sure. Because no. I... I'm sure they got a couple in there, right?
0: Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think to some point there is some songs that are very theologically sound and, you know, that hill song. You know, I would go back and listen to some of the songs that I listened to and I would say, you know, I feel like that's theologically sound. But, you know, I, I've heard a good example. Um, so let's, uh, I think it's Fire Fall Down by Jesus Culture. Yes, yeah. Um, and I, I, if you ever get a chance, uh, there's a, another podcast series called Wretched, which they did a whole in-depth study about Fire Fall Down. Um, but one of the things that's discussed is You know, sounds great. If you know if you ever heard the words, it's like fire, fall down. You kind of repeat that over and over and over again. Which I think as a youth group, we're like, yeah, you know, we want we want that power, but if you look at theologically what the fire is, it's like, no, it's like that's God's wrath of being rained down. Yeah. You don't want that. That's like the worst thing to want. And so to hear that and then think about it, I'm like, oh man, I love that as a song, but I'm like, I don't know I I don't think that's biblically sound at all. No,
1: no, not at Um, all.
0: Um, you know? And I'm not saying that all of Jesus' culture is that way, I'm just saying there's 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 definitely particular songs from different bands that we're noticing way more of, just being being having maybe some theological issues. The same yeah.
1: it's almost like for the longest time growing up, I legitimately thought that this saying was in the Bible, and the saying goes, "Jesus will or God will never give you more than what you can handle."
0: Mm-hmm. I thought
1: I thought for hey, that must have come from an Old Testament book, yeah. right?
0: Th- that would be a, a great topic in itself is to do godisms or Bibleisms yeah. that we've <laughs> yes. heard and be like, yeah. that's not anywhere the Bible. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Or um, I'm trying to think of another one of, uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I had one. And There's I so many one. of them. Yeah. But oh, Definitely, so definitely would, would need to dive into that. But no, you're right. It's not in the Bible, uh, but we pretend like it is, you know, or yeah. I, I hate to say we let other, unfortunately, other, cultures or mm-hmm. western v- or eastern views or whatever you know kind of like kind of the eye for eye i know that's not directly in the bible it's it's mentioned in the bible yes. nothing it, but obviously jesus says you know you don't need to operate that way because then um, it doesn't work out the same way but it's mentioned and I'll, i think there's other ones that we could definitely talk about that would that would uh, be interesting to hear
1: no there certainly are and, and getting back to the music part i think it's it's dangerous because you don't want to lead your flock down the wrong path. And what I mean by that is these people have these enormous bases, right? They have this huge platform. Yes. There's millions of fans that listen to these these great bands, you know, talk, and I say great because they're obviously very great musically. You know, they play their instruments and all that kind of stuff and they have amazing voices, right? But it's a dangerous game to play if it's going to be false theology or a false message. And I certainly don't think they go in with the intent of that. I definitely don't. I think they're like, Hey, I want to make something catchy for the radio. Maybe I want to give somebody hope. Yeah. But
0: that's not, that's not going to do it. Oh no, no, absolutely. You know, recently that the whole thinking is, has really given me a new respect for I uh, for worship. I mean, it's Not to say they didn't they didn't right. have a job beforehand, <laughs> yeah. and they you know they were just like oh I'm just gonna play some music. Like yeah. no, like there is a sense, and I know I know Lisa, our church, they've mentioned it and they said it, and I, I truly do believe just knowing some of the guys that they really do, they sit down and they actually go through the the, the, the words of that song yeah. to make sure it, it's theologically sound. I know um, for some of our listeners, if, if you've heard of the the, the village. Church in, uh, it's Highland Village. Is it Highland Village? What's the main campus? Oh, they're
1: in a uh, Farmers Branch.
0: Farmers Branch. Yep. So one of the things that the village does, and a lot of their satellite campuses did as well, is anytime they have any worship songs, they actually have um, every few slides they have a verse reference for that specific part of the song. Mm-hmm. So that way you you're seeing the words on the screen. So if you've ever been to worship, you see the words on the screen, and then they have the verse reference with the verse that references what part of the words that they're saying. And how it's the—I mean, essentially—theologically sound. So you know exactly, yeah, the words that I'm preaching, the it's words that cool. I'm singing from my from my soul. These are these are the uh, theologically sound words. Well,
1: and that their band is now releasing an album. Did you know that?
0: Uh, I did. Now but they have—they've done before, haven't? Oh, they? have they really? Okay, uh, I, I did not know that. So so I came from uh, I came from the, the Dent campus originally a long time ago, and I know they've released them. So we actually, uh, I actually—that was one of the first songs that me and my wife Lauren. Uh, listened to a lot and was actually one of our ringtones was was a village song um they released now i don't know how i mean this was released as an album like you know we like how we're doing a podcast right now if it's kind of like on the fly could be um but no definitely so i'd be curious to go back and listen to their new album because
1: i'm gonna have to go back and listen to old stuff i have no idea
0: oh yeah absolutely no definitely some good songs um and i would hope all of them are theological you know you hope so
1: yeah well you and i are both Matt Chandler fanboys. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I would imagine if he gets the uh, final say, yeah, they're going to be pretty theologically oh, no, sound.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there there was a lot of stuff to talk about on that on that worship. But you know, I think just being on our hearts and in, in that regard, um, I don't know. if There's anything else that you wanted to mention about worship music? I mean, it, here's a question for you. So I know um, prior to me coming to Preston, visiting a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches do different worship styles. They do. Uh, some of them make it more, uh, I just to say it, uh, like a concert. Yep. Not to say, yep. I'm going to have to say that's against anything, but sure. you have some that do it like a concert, some of them that do it like kind of an old school. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a kind of a theologically sound, you know, is there a specific way it should be done, shouldn't be done? <laughs> um,
1: that, okay, so that's that's actually a very good question, and I have a lot of different thoughts on this. So and We could
0: can, we can definitely unpack this another day, but just...
1: Well, you know, just, just from the offset. Okay, so as we both go to Prestonwood, we go to North Campus. Sure. North Campus used to have a choir. I think they're going to start it back up. Okay. But the main campus, Plano, has this amazing choir.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Huge choir. Huge. Huge, huge campus huge for choir. anyone who's never yeah. looked it up.
1: Songs, I mean, every single song is elevated by this 100-person choir, yeah. basically. I mean, maybe it's not 100, but it's close. So I don't think that's too much of a production, but it's definitely, we'll call it uh, curb value. Okay. Right? Because if you go there the first time, you're going to be caught up in the music. Yeah. And what I think some churches do, because you'll go to some churches, I'm sure you've been to these, right? Where they got the fog machine going, mm-hmm. they got the lights, and it, it's... If they you, total,
0: total blackout, total up with the, the stage lights, I and mean, yep. it's a concert. It feels
1: like a concert, yep. right? Yeah. And you're like, whoa, I, I thought, this, are we going to have a sermon? <laughs> is, is that coming after this, yeah. or what, what's going yeah. on? And, and, and I'm not I'm not condemning it or throwing stones at it but I do think that if that's how you're trying to get people to stay or get people in the door or get butts in seats as we like to call them butts in the pew uh I mean you're going about it the wrong way because mm-hmm. the message is what well, should sure. keep you there no. uh, again I'm not knocking it right because I I, <laughs> I grew up in Nebraska so I grew up in a very evangelical church and okay. we sang hymns from like the 40s okay. so you know like they got mad at my my dad plays the drums and they'd get upset with him if he played a little too fast, you know? So, <laughs> so that's like where I grew up. Uh, so I can really appreciate some good worship music, sure. you know? Uh, I, I, I would say that, you know, I, I, this, this might call me hypocritical, but like if Preston would didn't have good music, it, I might have a check mark next to that.
0: Sure. So, I, you know, I, so let me say this. So like, I've been to churches where, you know, music, you know, first off, so my dad's church, uh, my dad has a church, it's very small, it's about 30 people uh piano and someone singing that's it that's that's all you're gonna not, get
1: yeah. not, was it a piano or was it an organ
0: no nah,
1: because <laughs> we had <have> the organ
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what i mean it looks like you know it was if it's one of those organs it was one of those soup small super small you know, okay yeah you know, i know what you're talking about either way it, I mean that was it you had anything else yeah um and it's just you know the particular crowd whatever and they did all hymns which is fine you know you know i think to some extent um it's great um, and then I've been to churches where you know it's been more rock out concert. I've been to some churches where the worship wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, um. Uh, but I will say, you know, but I didn't go there for the worship alone. Now, sure. does that is there a sense that I do like to enjoy worship and, and bring praises? Before, you know, before the Lord. Yes, absolutely. And so that does. I think there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah. I think remember in that church thinking, you know, I wish this worship was a little bit more. I won't say electrifying, but I just the the person singing was. Will be a little bit better. Um, he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't the best singer, um, but the, the thing I think I always look back to, and it's I believe it's Second Corinthians, um, talking about having an organized worship. Okay. Yeah. And yep. So for me, as long as the worship is organized, there's no chaos, or it doesn't just detract from what the message is about to be said and things of that nature. So you know, if it's in preparation and, and lead up to that message, I think it's great. But if it's like to the point where all I can think about is the members singing or, you know, oh, let's have this guy who has a, 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 a you know, a saxophone. He's walking through the crowd playing, you know, <laughs> like that, that, that's totally like, you know, that doesn't seem organized at all. You no, no, no. So for me, very much an organization aspect. Um, but I definitely, this would be a great topic in the future, I think, for us. I to, definitely think so, yeah. Uh, to talk about it um, again, so.
1: I think the term for that saxophone player would be a narcissist, wouldn't it?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I would guess so. So, for any of you saxophone players out there, we're sorry. We're but, sorry, yeah. Yeah, but you yeah. are, nar- yeah. Yeah,
1: basically, you're a narcissist, yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, I, I, actually, for our next podcast, I have, I want to piggyback off of this, because I have two amazing stories about just horrific worship at churches. Oh. That I think that. Okay, so, You'll yeah, love, so, so our listeners will love. So,
0: so listen in next week for sure. We're not ending the podcast now, but next time we yeah. will be covering. It sounds like worship is going to be one of our. I'll bring it. Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this a little bit more. So, at least, um, I know we're at about thirty-seven minutes in, um, and we haven't had a chance to talk about this pizza. This, we got to talk about the pizza. This, this wonderful pizza. So, uh, Daniel, you you bought the pizza today. So, so tell me, where did yep. you get it from? What's the place kind of like?
1: So, so it's Polio's. Which, if you're from Texas, you know what Polio's is. I think it's Texas only, isn't it?
0: Uh, I have not seen it anywhere outside of Texas. I don't think I don't it's either. outside of DFW.
1: Yeah, yeah I think You might be right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it outside of DFW. Maybe. So, I think it's just Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, they probably have 10, 12. Yeah, Actually, they, they might have more.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. I think they're, you know, yeah. quite a bit franchise. They're not as popular as, say, Domino's or Pizza Hut. No, no, definitely not. Uh,
1: they're not... Uh, I don't even know if I'd consider them a chain. We'll just, we'll just call them a DFW chain, if
0: anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, DFW franchise. Uh, they specialize in, what would you call this, thin crust?
0: Yeah, it, so this is a very weird, it's it's not full-on thin, but no. it's definitely thinner.
1: They've definitely mastered the uh, thin, chewy.
0: Yes, yes. It's it's not a, a hard, crisp chew. It's it's definitely more the chewy aspect yep. for, for a thin crust, uh, to say the least.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, I can't say enough good things about Polio's. Very great memories of Polio's. I was telling you right before we got on here, um, Taylor and I's, our our wedding rehearsal dinner, we had Polio's in. They have amazing specials. But we got tonight the Meat Lovers. Yep. Which is always a go-to. Always a go-to.
0: Yeah, as a guy, you have to. I hope you you like Meat Lovers at some point. Yes, yes.
1: And then uh, we got Alfredo. Yes. We got Alfredo and Pepperoni, which is a really good Alfredo. Yep. But what's cool about Polio's is they have a lot of, like, signature pizzas. So, I mean, my, my top choice there is a buffalo chicken. It's, like, Frank's Red Hot Sauce mm-hmm. all over it. It's awesome. They have this thing called, I think it's, like, Grace's Alfredo, which is, like, basically chicken Alfredo on a pizza. So, like, how could you go wrong with that, right? Yeah, that
0: sounds so delicious. So, we'll definitely, and you guys will see is later on when we get into, we'll do more specialized pizzas, you know, probably revisit some of yeah. some of the places we've gone to, especially Polio's. Um, and he mentioned that we have an Alfredo and we have a meat lovers let's start let's start with the meat lovers what, you know, what do you think do you you know I, for me um, definitely a good helping of meat yep you know there's not it's not so overbearing that it's like it just falls apart yeah um but definitely I feel like when I'm getting a bite, I'm getting my bacon I'm getting the ham I'm getting the sausage I'm getting the beef. You're getting um, the sauce, yeah, and yeah. it's not and it's not so limp that it falls over. It definitely has a little bit of a chew. It does, um, but it's still that thin crust. It's a very, it's a very unusual thin crust to say the least. I it don't really know how else to describe it.
1: It really is, yeah. No, and, and no, I I agree with you 100 percent too. It's kind of like some of those chain pizzas. We won't throw anybody under the bus, but if you get a Meat Lovers, it's it's a little too overload. Yeah, right. When you lift the you lift the slice up and all the cheese and toppings slide it's off just because it's right too off. heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like that. Yep. So really good sauce has a really good tang to it cheese is good you can tell it's fresh you can tell it's real Mm. (laughs) that's that's a big thing um and you can tell that this meat hasn't been sitting out for weeks Mm. so they they have fresh ingredients awesome management i've never had a bad experience uh and then when we go over the alfredo it's a great sauce it's a really good white sauce
0: yes it's not so overbearing so so something you guys will probably find out later on my wife when she eats pizza, she loves Alfredo sauce. Mm-hmm. So yep. that is her go-to pizza, which for me, I'm, I've always been the normal marinara kind of guy. And so when we got married, it totally changed me because yeah. she's like, oh, let's get Alfredo. I'm like, no, like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? You don't put Alfredo. But now I'm like, hey, if you if you try it. Yeah, you try it. Some people, you know, I think we've changed a couple, but hopefully we changed you oh, a little absolutely. bit. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, the, no, the Alfredo is, is definitely has a rich enough um, nutty flavor yep. from as the sauce should. And then um, same thing as before, you know. The pepperoni, nothing, everything complements each other. Everything's the good, least. yep, um, yep, to say the least on that. So definitely would recommend Polio's. I think highly is, recommend it. Um, it's a great place, and like I said, the price is, is is one of the best prices I think oh, yeah. Now, yeah, to say the least. So if you're in the DFW area and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a good pizza, and you haven't tried Polio's, highly recommend it. It's probably one right next to you. Oh, um, you don't even I'll guarantee
1: know it. Them. And they have a great lunch special too. Oh, great really? lunch special! I think it's like like a single pizza. A salad and a drink for like eight ninety nine.
0: Mm,
1: yeah, not bad at all. I mean, you can not even get out of Subway spending nine bucks. So, no.
0: so do they have desserts too? I'm assuming they, they do. They do.
1: Yeah. So, the, what what is those those Italian desserts? Cannolis. Cannolis. They have cannolis. Okay. They have cheesecakes. Wow. And I think they have like brownies and cookies, but cannolis are good.
0: So it sounds like to me, eventually we'll you know we'll go from two guys uh cannolis <laughs> and, and a podcast. That's two guys we'll, a cannoli
1: and a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: We'll just keep every year. We'll just keep changing. The meat food item out, of the city, the least. But yeah, good pizza overall.
1: Yeah, terrific. So uh, before we sign off, though, we do have to address the last time we did our podcast, the first one, LSU and Florida State both lost. Yep. Here we are again, two losses. It just
0: never seems to end.
1: Maybe maybe we curse them.
0: Yeah, maybe we should just stop talking about (laughs) it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of football. I wasn't expecting LSU to lose.
1: No. Um, to Missouri? Uh, no yeah, way. No.
0: <laughs> you know, and then they're tired. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe they'll they'll come back from it. But, you know, I, I definitely think I will say it over and over again. This is going to be the year, not just for LSU. I think for any team. I think you're going to see some just weird things happen because with, with all the COVID. Yeah. It's the asterisk season. I'm calling it. it. It's the asterisk season. It's the 100% the asterisk season for um, every sport, really. Well, absolutely. You know, all the way up, you know. We saw, you know, what's the? Uh, well, I'll take it back. NBA, not so much. Yeah. Though,
1: Lakers are pretty much picked to win it.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah whatever. I mean, right. They're the champ. I mean, they're the the dream team. So I would hope that they win it every.
1: <laughs> I Yeah. It's certainly uh, as stacked yeah. as that team is. Yeah. They 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 better have won. Yeah.
0: So, um, and then oh, the other big thing I know this week. Uh, I don't think you got to watch the game, but uh, Cowboys. If you're a Cowboys, Cowboys fan, yeah. uh, a lot of you are sad. Um, Dak rolled I'm sorry did not roll his ankle I actually rolled my ankle today uh, <laughs> I guess we can always talk about that but no Dak um, definitely injured his ankle dislocated I think, it dislocated completely yeah so he's gone into surgery so I know a lot of Cowboys fans if you're you're like all your hope was in Dak as the QB which I'm gonna say if you're all your hope was in Dak as the QB you got some other issues in itself other issues yes. um, but definitely a sad day yep. you know however Picking up Andy Dalton, I think, was, eight, was mil- eight million. We picked him up for. I don't
1: even know if there's that much.
0: Okay, yeah. As a backup quarterback, um, right now I'm loving that. I'm yeah. loving that pickup. Even if it was eight million, I don't care. Yeah. that's a great. It's gonna be turning off the best. The Absolutely, best thing it's for, gonna so. be an awesome
1: pick. And you know what's 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 sad? But this is the way sports works. You know, Dak might not be a cowboy next year, but what if Dalton plays really well the yeah. rest of the year? He's never had this much talent. Sure. What if they decide to sign him no. for three or four more years? You know, no,
0: I, I would, I, I, completely agree. I mean, well, just go back, turn the clock. Was it twenty seventeen? What was Dak's rookie year? His yeah, rookie.
1: I think it would have been 2017. Exactly. 2016?
0: Yeah, sorry about that. That was my Apple Watch. Um, yeah, twenty seventeen. Dak came in. He was a backup second. He wasn't even. He wasn't even the first backup. He was the second backup. Yeah, he, he might have even be the third backup. backup. So he wasn't, you know, wasn't obviously anywhere on the radar. He was very, de- very high in, or very low in the depth chart, high in the depth chart. Yeah, he was know. low. He was low. low. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of the terminology if it was low or high. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Tony Romo got injured during the preseason. Yep. He injured his pinky, I think if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just so happens that a couple of the other backup quarterbacks, either they got injured or for whatever reason, Dak got moved to the front of the line. They let him play the preseason. Yeah. And he played they, great yeah and he played great yeah so then they' were like okay let's let him play uh, I think it was the first two games yeah and then Romo was gonna be back by the third yeah I think that was the expectation and you just saw this this monster of a guy literally um play caller and just you know he had no no fear no. Of, of, of running for it you know which was awesome because like you would just he' would make this decision and he just take off um he didn't care if he got hurt which no. was which was great now I feel like Dak is totally the opposite on that. Really well, sure. and this
1: will change him yeah. moving oh, forward. Absolutely. But that year, I mean, his rookie year was also Zeke's rookie year. Zeke, oh, true. Early. I totally forgot and that. That was a that. fun team to watch.
0: Yeah. So, so for me, I think I think you're right. Right back on that, you know, I think Andy's going to step into this role, and if he starts performing, which just even what I watched, he did He did pretty decently well for for filling in in the last minute, and he definitely closed out that third quarter well. Made some deep passes across the field. Um, so I'll be intrigued to see how he plays off. And I'm I'm going to say uh, Dax obviously done for the season. Yeah. It's a short season. Why not? So, um, Well, and
1: here's the thing. That division's awful. Yeah. It's like the worst division in football.
0: I, I, I think the Cowboys lead it now.
1: They, sure. might, they might.
0: And then there was a three-way tie. Yeah. Or no, there wasn't three. It was... Uh, it was it was like one and three and one yeah. for for one of the teams. I forgot who it was the it was Eagles. Leads. The Eagles, yeah, yeah. And that's how they led it. So I'm I'm curious to see. Who's it, it. It. It, I,
1: honestly, it's anybody's game. But I mean, Dallas could easily win that division with Andy Dalton, make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no and
0: kidding. they
1: could they could make it in with like a six and nine record.
0: Oh, I mean, how 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 sad would that be to make hmm. it in? And that's your Super Bowl champions. Is <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing, there. wouldn't it? So. Uh, i
1: drew for him i drew for him 100 they made it in six and nine i want to see the super bowl all the way
0: yeah well that is definitely we're gonna end it on that um i am once again we're excited that you guys are joining us if you haven't got a chance feel free to subscribe to our podcast so get yep. notifications um our goal is to be about every two weeks or so mm-hmm. release a new podcast um otherwise if there's anything daniel got anything lasting remarks cool sayings
1: <laughs> I wish I had some cool signs. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll think about one for next time. Yeah, I, I'll try to come up with a cool sign-off here. Yeah,
0: well, we definitely need to do that. So. We need a
1: good, we need a good sign-off. Hey, maybe we should ask the listeners.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely ask you guys. So feel free to post and give us some great ideas. Uh, and once again, we're great for you guys. joining us. Have a great rest of the week and uh, take care. Take care, guys.